Welcome to Life on Earth, The Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace and global equality, one earthling at a time. Hello everyone, this is Natalie, your host. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today I have a very special guest. Her name is Sarah Murray. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it and as I am enjoying spending time with this wonderful woman who is dedicating her life to understand the human energy field as well as crystal healing and crystal therapy. So you will we'll get more into this episode and you'll I hope that you um, stay with us and go through it. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot that is part of the magic of being alive, part of the magic of being on this planet. And it is certainly something that I want to dedicate some of my um, time uh, learning and growing with more and more of that. Sarah is an energy healer, as I said, as well as myself. So we both super much, very much share, super much, much share that in common. Today, I'm sitting at my friend's farm in the North Shore in Louisiana with uh, incredible oak trees all around. Spent some time with my horse who's here right now at the moment. You might be hearing the birds and the dogs running around and barking. So it's a gorgeous day. The chickens are also, I wish I could show you and or ask them to come participate on Life on Earth podcast. The chickens are really like so much fun. Can you hear them? Maybe. (laughs) Okay. So anyways, what is the human energy body? We will certainly dig into it in this episode. Talk a little bit about the chakras, crystals. Why are they so magnificent? Why are crystals so important? How can they assist us and heal us? And what are these, you know, magnificent beings that work with us, our energy, energy field? Everything has an energy field. Everyone, every group, every animal, every state, every house, Sarah goes much more into it and she gives us a very clear and a very elegant explanation of all of this and much more. So before we go into the episode, I do want to remind you that if you live in Louisiana and even if you don't really, I have people flying for others from other states to train with me. I do host uh, yoga teacher trainings. The programs are very, very full of, of philosophy and meditation, yoga asana, lifestyle, health, and just really a revolution for your soul a transformation and I would love for you to embark on this journey with me the summer intensive program runs from June 9th through the 24th if you have to miss or you can't do all of it there is a possibility for you to make up 
perhaps even in May, some of the workshops I'm, I'm having, or in the fall of 2018. So it's a lot of flexibility. Check out my website, shantiyogatrainingschool.com for Q&As, videos, and photos. Feel free to send questions. I am answering emails now at uh, natalie at lifeonearthpodcast.com. And um, okay, so I am um, hosting a yoga retreat. (laughs) Honestly, I'm just calling this a health and wellness retreat because there's many different modalities that we will be exploring. I have very, very few spots left. Might be two at this point. This is May 24th through May 27th in Oregon, Sun River Resort. This is an inward and outer exploration of our connection with the divine Shakti through yoga asana, energy healing, integration, meditation, rituals, forest bathing, yoga nidra, sun gazing meditation, tea ceremonies, and many insightful satsangs. If you are interested in this retreat, check out the link. If you go to my Instagram, at Natalie Kra, you'll find the link is in my bio. Go to the bio and click on the link and sign up for Golden Sunrise Retreat. This is going to be really amazing. This place has horses. This place is mountain biking, canoeing, river rafting, pools, spa, and much more. So check us out there. Um, lastly, we are having a moon ceremony. And that is going to be a moon ritual and ceremony at the space above Raw Republic on Monday. Monday, May 30th at 6.15 p.m. This is going to be energy healing, acupuncture, and yoga nidra, as well as circles. So come join me for that if you're around the area, New Orleans. I would love to meet you. I am hosting this moon ceremony with um, Noelle Yeans who has been on the podcast before and it I love I love co-hosting you know rituals and healing sessions with her it's really an honor quite an honor so definitely come join us there that's it for now enjoy the episode as always if you enjoy the episode I would so appreciate if you can do me a huge, huge favor. Go on iTunes, review the podcast. Give us a great review. It is a great help. And not only it motivates us to continue rolling, but on many levels is an assistance of yours to me. So I appreciate that. It's super, super simple. You can do it from your phone. And also, if you like the episode, consider sharing it with your friends. I'm sure, you know, sometimes we hear stuff and there's someone there in our family or a friend of ours or someone that we met that could really benefit from that. And that's really what it's all about. You know, I realize that there's so many different options out there, so many different podcasts. But you know what? That's just the world we live. And the more, the better, because The more we can spread the message of health, wellness, love, peace, equanimity, 
the more beautiful this planet will be. And we all want to belong to a beautiful planet. We all want to live this high vibrational life. Sometimes, you know, we resonate with uh, some people and some people's, again, frequency and energy field. I'll say that since this is part of this episode more than others. And so that's how people will gravitate towards, you know, a podcast and then another podcast or even a teacher. Not everyone is, you know, your teacher and teachers also change throughout life. Um, Without further ado, join Sarah and me in this episode. We talk about all of these things. We definitely uh, go over even that, how things are always changing and transforming and frequencies of people and teachers in and out of your life. So here you go. Enjoy. Have a beautiful, beautiful day wherever you are. Much love, much light. Ciao, ciao. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. I'm here with a my special guest, Sarah Murray. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Thank you so much for uh, sitting with me and sharing your energy and Life on Earth podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, and um, I am super, you know, enthusiastic and excited and happy to talk about all these uh, things that we both love in mm-hmm. common and are, we're about to also share with all of you listeners. Um, it's a subject that I'm very passionate about and really believe in and it's what I guide a lot of the things I do in my life by. So it's really nice to be able to share that with the world, you know. Mm-hmm. So for us to begin, I would like to... Well, let's let me ask something. What do you if I ask you what do you do? You are a, So, so <laughs> I do, you, do um I guess you could call me a crystal energy therapist. Okay. Crystal energy therapy is the modality that I use that I've developed over the past 3 decades or so. And um I'm also an astrologer. I've done a number of things in my lifetime, but um, those two seem to be my main focus, um, using, using crystals uh, to help people find their balance, state of well-being, and astrology, which addresses more the, the mental side of things, whereas the crystals is more, more has to do with the energetic balance. So we are sitting right now at the space at uh, above Raw Republic, and mm-hmm. I just I'm having a smoothie right now. So, <laughs> but I needed to have something because I just got out of two back to back classes mm-hmm. that I taught. So this is kind of my in between, and I needed to. So if you guys hear me having a smoothie, that's what's <laughs> happening. Uh, okay, so you but you and you've been doing this for quite a while, like yes, you said, yes. yeah, and you lived in France. I lived in France for 25 years, uh, which is where I actually learned the basics of of what I do, which was taught to me by um, a man named Daniel Montez. And he was extraordinary in his, just how passionate he was about crystals and energy. And, um, And at the time, you know, this was back in the 80s. So, you know, it wasn't a very widespread, uh, a subject at the time, but I was fortunate enough to um, to be able to follow his um, his teachings. And what town did he 
teach in France? So he 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 was based out of oh my goodness, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to remember the name of of where he lived, but I took a workshop with him uh, near Focalquier, which is in Provence, where I used to live. Cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so you are a crystal energy healer. Mm-hmm. Is, so you can say that. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. And an astrologer. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I've really thoroughly enjoyed the last two classes I've taken with you. Thank you. uh, Sarah has been teaching some classes at The Space, and it's been really amazing. One, we uh, looked at the human anatomy, and then we did a pendulum for the other class. And there's one coming up that we can actually announce it at the end, too. So if anyone wants to come to that class, if you listen to the podcast, um, I'll certainly be here. It's about crystal grids, Mm -hmm. creating grids, and I'm really looking forward to that as well. So why don't we start with, I'm going to ask you, like, how what made you kind of get into that study with this Frenchman? Mm -hmm. Like, what was... How did that interest come about in your life back then? So, um, pretty much since I was uh, young, even pre-teen, I have been interested in spirituality. I started doing yoga when I was like 12 or 13. Um, yeah, wow. And, you know, I'm, I'm 58, so that's <laughs> that tells amazing. you uh, that's amazing. how long it I've wasn't been into like, this. Yoga wasn't like mainstream back well, then. Well, not at all. <laughs> it was funny because it was in, a, I think it was in like American Girl magazine or something like that. I saw this thing about yoga. And, of course, uh, as a teenager, I was very interested in my, my physique, my body. And, oh, how can I stay thin and fit? And, you know, so I read this article on yoga. And I said, oh, I can do that. And I started doing it. And then I found a a class, a yoga class that was being given at the University of Delaware, which is, I lived in Newark, close to Newark, Delaware. I actually lived in Pennsylvania. And my father taught at the University of Delaware. And so an Indian man was teaching this yoga class. And I went. And at the end of the class, he offered the meditation part of it. And it was so amazing that I I was just totally blown away and totally convinced that this was what I needed to, you know, I needed to dedicate my life to spirituality. And so my path has been, I don't know if formed is the word, or you know, I've definitely followed that type of path um, ever since then. And when I was in France, well, I went to France with a man who became my first husband, uh, a French man named François Couplon. And he he's written about 40 or 50 books on um, the edible plants of the world. Wow, and, that's so um, cool. Yeah, and um, there's one of them is in English, and it's uh, the the uh, Encyclopedia of the Edible Plants of North America, which I actually helped write in the sense that I was typing the manuscript. I did not write the book, but I typed the manuscript. Wow, that's amazing. I actually feel like that book, I have seen that book. Have you? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's an amazing book. Yeah. It's very thorough. And so I learned plants with him, and we set up a, a center in Provence where we gave uh, workshops and seminars and led survival trips from there. It's a way out in the boondocks. Um, beautiful, beautiful place. And he actually actually is still leading workshops from there and has a whole institute that he started on the um, the properties of plants and you know, teaches people 
you know, how to use them. And um, it's pretty amazing. Anyway, at, at one point, he and I, we separated and, and I went my way. And I was living in Forcalque, which is in Provence. And a friend of mine, Brigitte Perrin, was mm-hmm. her name. She told me about this workshop. And she said, you know, there's this man coming and he's going to be teaching us about crystals. You want to come? And I was completely interested. Of course I want to come. And uh, so I went and was completely blown away by, uh, mainly by the idea of energy, but not the idea so much, but the, the fact that I sensed the energy on other people. You know, we were practicing on each other and, and I could literally feel the energy. And then I started practicing on, you know, friends and family and started having some very good results. And um, so I was just truly amazed by what what this could do for people. So um, then you started a practice? Well, it took a while. Oh, wow. I, I went through several, I don't know if caveat is the word. Um, <laughs> I, I had, Detours? Yeah, like... well, I had three, three major experiences mm-hmm. that showed me how powerful energy is. And I guess at some level, I mean, I knew that this was really effective and and I was very willing to to work with it. But I think at some level my mind was resistant and just didn't really believe that, oh well, it's just it's just energy, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I was shown in no uncertain terms that energy is quite real and can knock you flat mm-hmm. if you are not in alignment with with what uh, should be. And so I had three experiences like that, the last one of which involved my unborn daughter. Mm-hmm. I ended up doing a session with someone who I should not have been working with, especially because I was pregnant. I was eight and a half months pregnant. And the session affected the baby, and she she actually flipped. A few hours after the session, she flipped in the belly and ended up being a breach. Wow, that's and intense. I ended up having a C-section, whereas you know we were planning on doing a home birth, and my first child was born at home. It was wonderful, and you know we wanted to reproduce that experience. And then, well, <laughs> I guess that's not happening. And yeah. so after that, I was quite traumatized and feeling very guilty. And I did not touch crystals for about 10 years after that. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Because so, you're like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, so I was, powerful. It was so powerful. But 10 years later, I decided to come back to it. Mm-hmm. I just felt it was just too overwhelming. I knew that I had something to do with crystals and got back into it. And um, I, I had also gone through training as a naturopath and that helped me to, to gain confidence in myself. And, you know, I, I, one, one thing that I was unsure about was, okay, well, if I'm working with crystals and I'm working with the physical body, I better know what's going on. I mean, which organs that I'm working with. So, during the naturopathic training, I, I learned anatomy, physiology, and, um, you know, I, I, I had some very uh, down-to-earth training as it relates to the physical body, and that really, really helped me to, uh, to gain the confidence that I needed to start up again. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it feels very organic when you are uh, working with crystals. Mm-hmm. When I see you working with it, feels like it does feel like you've been doing this forever. <laughs> like, probably even like mm-hmm. lifetimes. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely it's think that like, is true. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, they're like your. You know, you're these beings that are your friends and your family. <laughs> yes, completely, absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, why crystals? Like, if if someone is listening to this and they're saying, "Whoa, these crystals!" Now I feel like a lot of people might know what crystals is because you see it in. For some people, oh, these beautiful, you know, rocks and mm-hmm. these beautiful things, and but. So one more, like if somebody, you know, to me, it's like they're magical, but mm-hmm. I would love to hear from you if somebody's wondering, why is there more to each and every, like to these stones? Like, mm-hmm. why are they so special? Why are people going crazy over crystals? <laughs> That's a great question. So crystals are the manifestation of perfection on earth. It's, it's Mother Earth's version of perfection, basically. They are based on uh, sacred geometry. And the, the way they form is according to, you know, a very specific protocol. They are literally uh, living beings in the sense that they, they are born uh, from the combination of water, minerals, and heat. And they grow just like organic beings grow and then they and then they you know they have their lifetime and they and then they disintegrate so yeah. i don't think we, we all realize that no like, because our lifetime amazing. is so short yeah. compared to theirs but they they are they are capable of they, they vibrate at a, at certain frequencies and they are capable of a certain level of consciousness which I believe is probably much greater than ours in some ways, just because they they're not burdened by the mind, similar to animals, and and I believe there are animal species that are much more advanced than we are. Oh Dolphins yeah, I do and whales too. And, oh, for and, sure, and others, hundred like percent. Yeah, yeah, and and I also think that crystals um, are more advanced than we are in in many yeah. ways. Now, the reason that I I think that we resonate with them is that we are made of the same thing. We have the same elements in our physical bodies. When you look at the the chakra system, mm-hmm. starting with the root chakra, which is red, and then the, the sacral orange, the solar plexus yellow, the heart green, and then the throat blue, the third eye indigo, and the crown is purple. Well, you've got the 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 colors of the rainbow, mm-hmm. which we see when light hits a prism, and what is a crystal? A crystal is a prism, and so when light hits it, light is splayed out into those colors. Well, when light hits us, it also is splayed out into the colors through our chakras. So we resonate with crystals in that mm-hmm. in that sense, and so. Uh, when when we're working with crystals, we feel that resonance, and we and and we feel ourselves actually gaining momentum in, in in a certain way. Crystals resonate at very high frequency, and through the phenomenon of resonance, which which happens, uh, for instance, when several 
grandfather clocks are in the same room right. and are, you know, their pendulums are swinging, eventually they will all swing at the same time. That's what's called resonance. So we do the same thing with the crystals. We resonate with them. And, and so in doing so, our vibration raises to match theirs because theirs, their vibration is much, much higher than ours. Yeah. So That's a really great way to explain this. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just, it's so natural that uh, we are drawn to them. Mm-hmm. And whether we're wearing jewelry or carrying them in our pocket or using them in specific ways for meditation or for healing, they have powerful effects on us. Yeah. So thank you for all that. And mm-hmm. that brings me to your um, what you're doing now, That what is your particular, what you have the trainings, and mm-hmm. what is it called? So the crystal. What I offer is a series of classes called the Basics of Energy Healing, the classes that, that you've been taking, mm-hmm. where I introduce the idea uh, that we can use crystals to to heal ourselves. Uh, then we study the anatomy of the human energy field where we're, we're looking at the chakras and what do they do and how are they formed and, and why? Why do we have these and why can't we see them? You know, and and um, can we still know that they're present? Well, yes, we can feel. We can feel their energy. What are the auric layers, and how are they connected to the chakras? What are the? What is their purpose? The way I see it, information is stored in these auric layers, and the chakras are actually mini dynamos. They're like energy centers Mm -hmm. that allow us to process information. So whether we're taking in information from the exterior or we're processing our own internal information, these chakras and layers are working together to enable that to happen and to keep us alive, really. I mean, a physical body without an energy, the energetic component is not a physical body. Right. Yeah. Right. It's Or it's a dead one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, I want to go back into that too in a minute. But I'm going to say, okay, so you also have that uh, training that you do that's um, the workshop? for healers. Yes. No, yeah. What is that yes. one? What's the certification if we go through so, it? So, exactly. So, What's it called? The workshop that I offer is called Crystal Energy Therapy, mm-hmm. Levels 1 and 2. And it's a weekend workshop. The first level is basically getting familiar with the human energy field, learning about it and what it does. And then we we experience a crystal energy therapy session where people can actually see how one is performed. And then uh, the next day, we're going to be working on each other doing these uh, these sessions. And what I've developed is a protocol that is really easy to follow. It's a three-step uh, or three-phase protocol where we are first connecting with the earth, with cosmos, with our own guides, with the guides of the person that we're working with, and becoming a channel, allowing the energy from the universal energy field to flow through us and enabling the person who's on the table to do their own healing not consciously, because they are in a state of complete relaxation, but their field is working, and 
what the, the healer is doing is simply being attuned to the needs of that person by choosing the crystals that are, are calling. And literally, the crystals call to mm-hmm. me, or I, they, they catch my eye, and <laughs> I know that, okay, this one needs to come at this time. And so there, there's a back and forth between assessment and treatment during the second phase, where I'm working up from the base chakra all the way up to the, the, the crown, and trying to assess, okay, what's going on here? Okay, this needs this crystal. Um, I need to be pulling energy from here, putting it back in. There's a seems to be a, a bit of a um, an open like a gap. Oh, okay, I need to sew that back up because there's some sort of you know energy leak here, maybe from an operation. Um, I've had that happen where. Yeah. A person has had, like, in this particular case, it it was a breast reduction that I didn't know about, but I was feeling this this sort of leak uh, around her breasts, and um, of course, I'm not touching the physical body, but I felt it, you know, uh, maybe five or six inches from from the body, and so I used my crystals to sew it up. And at the end, I asked her, well, did you have some kind of surgery there? And she said, oh, yeah, I had a breast reduction. And So that tells me that at some level, the surgery had not been completed, mm-hmm. at least at the energetic level. And, of course, I mean, not many surgeons are versed in, in energy work. <laughs> uh, maybe more now, yeah. but at the time, this was back in the 80s, yeah. um, you know, yeah. certainly not. And then once, once the energy work is done and I've addressed both, you know, the energy components, the chakras and the auric layers and the physical body, because sometimes things come up from the physical body, then before I move to the third phase, I allow information to be downloaded into my conscious awareness. Sometimes it has to do with past lives. Sometimes it has to do with um, relationships or an emotional state or, you know, it can be really anything. And I work with that information and retain it, remember it. And then I finish up the session by creating closure. We make a beautiful, call it a golden egg, mm-hmm. um, because when the energy field is is vibrant and, and in good health, it is literally the, the outer layer is golden. And so I like to make sure that the energy is vibrant and that everything is in good order. And then I make sure that um, I separate myself from the energy of that person by honoring their higher self, their guides, and all those who are present during the session, mm-hmm. because we are not alone. Mm-hmm. There are many beings that yeah. come and participate in this. So, uh, and the yeah. crystals are multidimensional beings. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. As we are. As yes, we are. <laughs> yes, uh, completely. So that's yeah. basically uh, the idea of a session, and this is what I'm, I'm teaching during, during that workshop. That's that's amazing. I love the way that you're able to like break that down and it's very transparent. Mm-hmm. And so take people through a training. So now but that's what I was kind of getting to. Now you're at a point that you're teaching people how to, to yes. how to how to do this. Absolutely. And it's amazing. And so how many like clients or pay I don't know if you call it like patients or clients or people have you participated, like conducted a healing for? <laughs> I mean many, right? 
yeah, I would say a couple hundred at this time. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Many people. Yeah. And you you started in France? Yes, I did. And then, okay, and now yeah. you recently moved to New Orleans, right? Yes, oh, two years ago. Two years ago, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So out of, I mean, I'm sure, I guess what I'm trying to get at you is you've seen everything. Like you've probably <laughs> have so much experience with the human beings, you know, because in these sessions it's like so transparent. You get mm-hmm. to experience so many different things. Definitely. And, so Definitely. you've had a lot of experiences like yes. that you've seen in your room? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely have seen quite a few things that, you know, most people don't get the opportunity yeah. to experience. I mean, and without getting like, I don't want to invade anybody's like privacy sure. code, but is there sure. anything that you want to like share or give anyone an example that would be like, you know, would be accepted for us to know or... Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> I know this is I'll, I'll, this is kind of tricky because you know I do energy healing as mm-hmm. well, and, and of course we don't. You know when when if you are listening to this and you come, it's a very private situation, Absolutely. and it's not something that we have a very high moral conduct. If you want to think about it that way, and we would never yes. tell anybody what anyone's like going through. Right. Exactly. It's just more like if I don't know. It's just I guess I'm curious, and I'm yeah. also curious like because some people never even seen anything like this yes. you know so. yeah for sure well I guess um, I guess like th- even like the etheric body is mm-hmm. that what you're thinking like yes. be separated that's kind of very interesting yes it, it's, or it the is. orc I'm sorry the orc field actually no the, the, well, oh no it was the etheric body the etheric body, body yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so there are seven layers yes of the of the auric field or the which is great because I wanted to get into this too. Yeah, I wanted to definitely include in this podcast if we at some point can go into like the the layers of the sure. word how you you know how you teach it. Yes, so um, the layers are are very very interesting. Um, they're they're a very important part of the. Uh, human energy field, just as the chakras are, but but the layers are not as well known, and you know most people don't necessarily know that they even have layers, mm-hmm. um, but we do, and um, there are seven uh, major ones. There may be more others um, that I am not fully aware of at this time. I mean, I'm I'm really just getting to know. The seven, and it's taken me this long to really get to know these seven. The first, the first three uh, are connected with the lower chakras, and so most of our experiences as humans are going to be um, located, uh, so to speak, within those layers, just because they have to do with our grounding, our stability um, uh, for the root chakra, for our sense of belonging to family, to tribe, to to cultures um, for the second co- uh, chakra, for the third chakra, our ability to move forward and our, our motivation, our will, you know. And then we have the heart chakra, which of course is our, our connection to all beings. But as we move up, uh, it gets more and more subtle and and sort of like kind of like the atmosphere of the of the earth. The earth also has its layers, and the closer to you are to the earth, the more dense they are and the more polluted they can be. And as you move up, they become very um, 
um, less dense and kind of sparse. Yeah. And so there's not a whole lot of information there. Yes. There. Much subtle. more subtle. Yeah. And so as we move into the outer layers, there's not a whole lot of information there. Um, <coughs> but, you know, every once in a while, I will run into someone who has something in one of the uh, one of the outer layers and then i learn oh my goodness i didn't realize that this was possible um so yeah i i, I hesitate to get into yeah and it's yeah. not so much about the personal it's yeah. more about the the idea that um you know, certain certain subjects are a little bit taboo, and I I, mm-hmm. I just don't really want to go there. Yeah. However, what I will say is that when um, when when I work with um, these layers, um, the the etheric body, which is the very first layer, um, can uh, it, it it has a tendency to jump away from the physical body um, as the result of trauma. And when this happens, it's really important to bring it back into place because this can create a sense of being uh, beside oneself, um, not being quite there. Uh, so, um, so that's really important to bring it back and to address the origin of the trauma. And these are things that um, sometimes... Um, show themselves to me while I'm working with the person. Um, now, to answer your your question of earlier, um, whether you know to share um, with the listeners something that um, that I have witnessed, um, and as long as I, I think as long as I don't say any names, um, I can I can talk about yeah. it. And so the one experience that was was quite. Um, what's the word? Uh, <laughs> Besides interesting, of course. Yes, well, the word actually comes to me in French. Say and, it in French. You know, bouleversant. Yeah. Bouleversant, okay. <laughs> yeah, Just I don't like, know how to whoa, say that. In, yeah, okay. in, like, um, the English word might be um, just so uh, telling or, or, or uh, jolting in a way. Um, Happened actually not that long ago, about about a year ago. I was working with someone who um, I immediately uh, felt something very, very intense as soon as she was on the table and we were working. Um, I just had a sense of hmm. The the phrase that kept coming to me was "hanging on for dear life," and. Um, so I was working, and and at one point, when um, during during the years that I've been working, I have come to realize that certain layers uh, correspond to certain things. And when I was working at the the the, sh- the throat chakra, um, uh, my hand was pulled out into the fifth layer, which corresponds to the throat chakra. Uh, the fifth layer is um, called the the etheric template layer. And um, so I have come to realize that when that happens, uh, most likely I'm going to uh, download some sort of 
uh, past life experience. And so as soon as my hand got into that layer, uh, I had a visual of the Holocaust. And it wasn't anything specific. I did see German soldiers. I saw people in, you know, concentration camp, and, and I could feel the, the despair. Um, and so I knew exactly what it was, and I knew that my client had perished during that lifetime. And so at the end of the session, um, I sat her down and I, and I said, look, I, I have something that might be a little bit disturbing, but I think I need to tell you this, but I want I want." your permission first. And uh, so she was, you know, yes, I, I, I want to hear it. And I told her that that's what I had, um, you know, experienced as one of her past lives. And, and she's, she simply said, okay, well, maybe I'll believe it now. <laughs> uh, and she told me that she had... Um, all of her life, she 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 was not German. She was of another um, nationality, and I'm not going to say which one, um, but completely different. And she said, all of my life, I have been drawn to German kids. And and when I was growing up, I was I just wanted to play play not German Jewish children. I just wanted to play with the Jewish children all the time. I just felt so drawn to them. And and then she said. Uh, about 10 or 15 years ago, I saw a shaman who told me exactly what you just told me. And I wasn't so sure about it because he said that I was a man, but you saying that I was a woman, now that confirms that that was absolutely true. And it explains a lot for me. And this woman had um, a very, um, what's the word? Um, She had something in her throat, a, a physical manifestation, a, uh-huh. a, a malfunction, and which made her voice um, waver, okay. quiver. And um, so this, I mean, the throat shock is, is completely connected to this layer uh, where these uh, past lives are found and uh, or stored, I guess. And so um, the fact that... I had um, retrieved this past life uh, really, really made sense because it really had not been processed. She came into this lifetime having the burden of, you know, having died in such a horrible way. And so that needed to be processed. So the the throat uh, condition was a symptom of that that needed to be processed. And so when I told her about the phrase that I heard, that I heard um, she said, oh my goodness, I said the exact same phrase to my husband two or three wow. days ago. <laughs> so wow. this is the kind of Goes thing. to show, that's an example. Yes, yes. And there, there's many like that. Yes, That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that is amazing. Yeah. Like what, it's just, it's you have to be open to the magic of life. Exactly. Because exactly. it's it's really so helpful to also understand our past. And if sometimes yes. we can get information from these past lives or higher self, yes. present, past, future, whatever, mm-hmm. that 
really assist us in this, you Completely. know, in, in where we are right now and the things yes. that we're dealing with and exactly. why are things happening a certain way in our lives. Right. That being said, um, I don't always have access to past lives, mm-hmm. mainly because whatever needs to happen in a session is going to happen. And not everyone has to deal with past life trauma. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so in fact, it's kind of rare. It's not that yeah. often that that comes up. Um, but that was just an, an example. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's good that you said that because it is important that when we go to a session like that, we go uh, with, you know, just very open, no expectations. Yes, exactly. Like, it's just see what is it that the healing comes for you in mm-hmm. that day the healing it, it, the energy is very smart it's yeah. very intelligent yes. it goes exactly where it needs to go that's right um even some of my clients that i've seen you know several times like one session was one thing mm-hmm. and then they're like coming back thinking it's going to be kind of that and right. it's like something completely different exactly. but it felt to me that that's what it's like oh yeah that that feels right yeah. but it, it's very they're like wow that the three times I came to see you is like completely different each exactly. time I'm like well yeah. that's just how <laughs> it works in this yeah, plane you know? I'm 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 just the messenger here <laughs> or the the channel yeah. the go-between yes. you know what what I'm doing is offering up uh the energy that's flowing through me to their field so that they can do the work exactly. so that they can do their own healing Yes, and the beauty, too, is that you have cultivated the ability to do this, mm-hmm. you know, like through all of your, de- everything that you've shared and your yeah. life experience and the trainings you've had and, and the tools that you utilize in your life, even right now, day to day as a healer, mm-hmm. you allow yourself, you have cultivated and allow yourself to become this, to yes. become a channel and to... Because it definitely also is not just like a given, you know what I mean? Like, no, there's a, there's, yeah, sure. I think some maybe like, uh, maybe it's something that's a calling for some people Mm -hmm. and not Mm -hmm. for others, like everything else. Of course. But there also requires um, a level of cultivation and Mm -hmm. preservation and, you know, paying attention to it. Oh, yeah. And and I think that uh, my experience is uh, much younger. Uh, where I was shown without the shadow of a doubt that this stuff is real. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't dismiss it. And and remember to pay attention to the signs that if you are being told not to do something, do not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, usually the sessions just go very smoothly and, you know, there's usually no problem, but... Every once in a while, there's going to be, or the, there is the possibility that someone's energies n- are is not going to be compatible with yours. So, and and you will know uh, if if you're a healer and, and an aspiring healer, and you, you want to uh, to work with energy, um, you will be you will be warned by your higher self by. Whoever it is that's guiding this process, they will tell you uh, or you Mm -hmm. will tell yourself, you Mm -hmm. know, coming from this higher perspective that you cannot work with that particular person. Hmm. Um, Cool. It's it's for me, it was uh, it was auditory. It was a a big no. Mm -hmm. Do not do it. Don't go there. Don't go there. 
Um, unfortunately, the the two times that this was back when I was in my twenties, and and I had already um, engaged with the person, mm-hmm. and I had already told them that I was going to do the work, and so I, when mm-hmm. I felt when I heard the no, I hesitated, and I was like, oh, I, I, I've already Committed. given my word, yeah. so what can I do? Um, and I started to do the work. I overrode the no, uh-huh. and twice I got into serious trouble. And even yeah. physically, I, well, one time I, I, I lost consciousness. I fainted. Um, wow. And the other time I became very ill. Uh-huh. So, you know, this this is no joke. It's no joke. And I'm again, I'm so happy you mentioned that as well because— you know, it makes me think like maybe I'll, I'll share something and then everybody can kind of re- maybe see how this can relate. It's like as a yoga teacher, even mm-hmm. I tell I go through teacher training with my students and when they're about to graduate, I always uh, share this. You know, you you you're not going to necessarily be the yoga teacher for everyone. Right. You know, there is a. Some people are your students and some people are not. Mm, and you'll right. figure that out right that's from the right. bat. And sometimes it'll take a little, but sometimes you just know. And and that's okay. Yes. You know, it's absolutely. okay. because it Just because maybe you not the perfect yoga teacher for somebody doesn't mean that yoga is not good for them in general. Like they right. might go and find somebody else. Exactly. Or, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that that can happen too in the healing world. Mm-hmm. I actually never even had really thought about that, yes. but that makes total sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it is like that with yoga very much, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. Um, our energy is always shifting and changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the subtle body is something, like, so amazing. Like you said, it's a little bit less known than the chakras. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the auric field, and mm-hmm. I mean, the chakras are subtle body too. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, we are so much more than just our three-dimensional physical yes, body absolutely. and like you've spoken so much about it. and that is um i like to tell people this because i really believe in this disease mm-hmm. first happens in in your you know outer layers yes. your light body yes. right work field whatever you want to call it and then like your energy body before it actually hits your physical body yes. and also there's a reason for that. Yeah, and also like our physical body is an expression of our energy body. Completely. So everything is connected. And I don't know, I don't remember where I was reading this, but that when a disease actually hits our physical body, mm-hmm. it's a long time oh, since yes. it started on the energetic body. Absolutely. So, so how important it is to really like body, mind, spirit and, and optimal health mm-hmm. to if we are taking care of the food that we eat and, you know, the water that we yep. drink, those of us who are in this path. Mm-hmm. Also, um, as as important, if not more, take care and go to a healer and mm-hmm. take care of your energy body yes. and pay attention. And there are many tools that you can do to enhance your work field and to, you know, to really kind of work with that and then go see energy healers. But also like you can do it every day. You can you can have maintenance as well. Absolutely. Um what do you think are some tools if someone is listening and thinking like, what are some tools that maybe like some that you suggest for to keep your energy field glowing and mm-hmm. high, high vibrational mm-hmm. or even just kind of bring some balance into sure. it on a daily or maybe like what do you do for you? What serves you? So, um, so I have my practice, uh, which involves meditation. 
um, and yoga on good days. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that is very, very important to me to be able to um, to really go within and to quiet the mind. And um, sometimes I use crystals when I'm meditating, which tends to uh, mm, what's the word? Maybe reinforce the um, the um, the willpower in some ways. It also magnifies any kind of effort that I'm going to be putting into it because that's what crystals do. They they potentialize and magnify uh, our thoughts. Uh, our thoughts are energy, and so when when we we calm our thoughts, um, it really it kind of brings them down to the essential. And we still have thought. I mean, our, our mind is constantly going. But at, when we meditate, at least for me, I find that when I meditate, um, the thought process becomes more conscious. And, you know, I can bring my, my awareness back to my breathing. And then, you know, and I see the thoughts that, that develop, that unfold. But at least those thoughts, they're much more pointed and and much more directed towards um, you know, higher vibration frequencies, you know, prayer and intentions mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And the crystals uh, help with that because they they potent not only they potentialize the thoughts and the, the prayers and the affirmations, um, they they help them to manifest. So so I find that very, very helpful to to use crystals during meditation. Um, another practice um, that I often uh, mention to my students is um, using amethyst to um, to comb out the etheric body mm-hmm. when we have been in places that are maybe low vibration. Maybe we, we went to a bar and spent an evening you know, drinking beer or whatever, and we come home and we feel a little, ah, oh, that's I feel kind of icky. Um, energetically, I, there were some strange people or energies in this mm-hmm. particular place, and it doesn't have to be a bar; it can be anything. Any place, yeah. Um, like I was telling you, I feel those things a yes, lot. Yes, yeah. exactly. So. so taking taking a piece of amethyst, a cluster of amethyst, and passing it over our, our etheric body, which is the very first layer, just kind of like a comb mm-hmm. or a brush, just brushing ourselves out. That really helps because amethyst does, um, uh, like a comb or a brush, it picks up those those pieces of uh, energy, uh, low vibrational energy that we may have picked up from wherever we were, and and it eliminates that. So that's that's another practice that I encourage. Yeah, thank you for sharing sure. that. Do you have a favorite crystal? <laughs> In some ways, I do. <laughs> there is a, a crystal that that sort of reigns over all of my other crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sitting upright, and I was just speaking about this crystal earlier. It's so funny. <laughs> um, it is a Satyaloka quartz mm-hmm. from Satyaloka, India, and these crystals um, apparently are all very enlightened beings. 
And the the people in the village uh, where these crystals are found are supposedly very enlightened beings as well. Wow. And um, and so I I really I have it's almost like I venerate this crystal as if I would venerate a yogi, you know, <laughs> or my you know yeah. my teacher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. I'm gonna mm-hmm. look them up because I actually don't know that yeah. one. So I'm like yeah. curious to look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so about oh, I was gonna ask, do you have like a book like if somebody's listening to this, mm-hmm. what would be like a good first or second book to read? Okay. That you recommend. So yeah, that's a that's a great question. Oh, um, I can include it also in the show notes after yes, we mention it. Yes, because I'm I'm actually blanking on you know one book that I that I have that is really good and I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of it. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since I read it and and it's a great book for for beginners. Um, okay, just to what is it about? Just it's it's just it just talks about crystals. In general, and and how they are higher vibrational beings, okay. and you know what we can do with them, and um, and then it gives a you know you know it takes the basic crystals and gives sort of a an idea of what they do, and um, yeah, you know. So I'll what they um, are. yeah, send that me that information later, will. and what I'll do is I'll include that on mm-hmm. the show notes, and also your ex husband that you helped. With mm-hmm. the plant, the plant sure, book, we can include absolutely. that in the show notes too. Great, great. And this is yeah. Go just, ahead. There's Sorry. another book that I yeah. use a lot, and it's called The Book of Stones mm. uh, by um, Robert Simmons and Naisha Asian, um, and they they really give a beautiful. Um, presentation of many many stones with beautiful pictures um and they each have their own interpretation which i find um amazing very valuable yeah naisha asian also wrote um created a a, a deck of cards called oh. the crystal ally cards and this deck is amazing and i use really? it with my clients every time and it is spot on every single time thank you for sharing that I definitely am going to get that I love card decks yeah oh you can find it at Earth Odyssey really yes they have have it and they have many many beautiful stones as well and crystals oh yeah Yeah. oh yeah okay thank you for that and also so this is more of a personal question and I'll ask it and see if maybe you have an idea um so I, because I have my own ideas about it, but I always like to hear, you know, Mm -hmm. and especially someone like you. So this, um, and I've shared in class with you that lately, and maybe I'll say lately, this probably started really kind of more acute the last two years of my life Mm -hmm. that... If I sleep with my cell phone like right by my bed, mm. it really, really, I feel it affects my auric field, my sure. energy, my my field, my energy body, my dream. I work, I work a lot on um, in my sleep. Mm. I really ask for a lot mm-hmm. of healing during my sure. sleep, and I command my space, and so I, I do different things. Like mm-hmm. I'll literally set an intention for different, you know, things that I want to kind of work through in my dreams. And I'm not going to say a hundred percent it mm-hmm. works, but like. 80% I'll literally go in the journey, you know, mm-hmm. and if I have a lot of electronics on around, mm. I notice um, a huge difference. And yeah. I also notice, I almost feel like I get these holes in my energy field sometimes mm. from 
television Mm -hmm. and from, you know, too much like cell phone or computer. Like if I'm in front of a computer the Mm -hmm. whole day, I feel completely depleted. And so... And so even though I do enjoy watching like a good documentary and things like that here and there, I'm not a huge television fan. But Mm -hmm. at night, if I watch it, I have to be very mindful to the point that like I have to say, okay, I'm going to do this like three times a week Mm -hmm. and not every night because, you know, I need the balance. Um, So I guess like what is this thing? And I've Mm -hmm. heard this from other people Mm -hmm. too, right, Mm -hmm. in the the energy. What is this thing that the electronics – are so interfering mm. with this, the outer layers in yes, the energy that's, body? that's a really good question. <laughs> and I don't know if I'll be able to answer that particular mm-hmm. question um, other than to say um, these. this is um, generated by machines mm-hmm. which are not, uh, which do not have the same vibrational qualities that, that living beings have. Yeah. And so... Um, we are greatly affected by that. Yeah, now, because the frequencies are yeah, they're, interacting. Yeah, they're, they're contradicting. Yeah, yeah. And, and they can definitely uh, bring us way down. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I recommend um, to, to counteract that is um, to use shungite, uh, which is a, a carbon... Um, uh, I don't know if you could call. It. Yeah, I guess you can call it a crystal. Uh, it's um, it's uh, it's it's actually the the purest form of shungite is ninety eight percent carbon. Mm. And uh, if if anyone knows what um, um, charcoal does, mm-hmm. uh, this has the same properties at an energetic level. Oh, level. Wow. Charcoal. Um, has an incredible absor- absorption and adsorption properties. When you take, uh, when you have like intestinal problems, take charcoal and basically all of the the toxins and the the whatever is creating the the problem. Um, usually, if it's like a poisoning right. of some sort, um, all of that will be absorbed by the charcoal. Well, the shungite absorbs the EMFs and completely really? neutralizes that. Oh my God, I yeah. needed to hear this. Yes. And yeah. so you, there are shungite bracelets, there are little pyramids you can put next to your computer, there are things that you can stick on the back of your cell phone, you can put them on the TV, you know, there's okay. all kinds of things so that you can I'm use. So I'm going to definitely look into that. Yeah, even like I know people um, that have like even got depressed from, for example, playing too much video games mm-hmm. and getting addicted to like video oh, games yes. some of my uh, friends kids yes. and stuff you Absolutely. know it's, it's a very real thing it is like, it really is yeah Absolutely. so I'm um, thank you for that yes. and then um, lastly I know you're teaching the workshop on um, the grids mm-hmm. so yes. if you wanted to give just a very brief information sure. of what this um you know what it what is what are grids what are and grids? what are crystal grids yes. and so yes. the the class is going to be let me see I can pull it on my phone the exact date May first oh you know okay May first <laughs> yes. at the space above yep. Robert Public if yep. you are in New Orleans definitely join us uh, in 5:30 Sarah five thirty to seven five thirty to seven yep. and so here's what um, so you can get a little bit of the taste of the class. Okay, so uh, so we're going to be looking at um, 
What is a grid? And to, 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 give you, to give you an idea of that, think about the, what Tibetans do with sand, colored sand. They, they create a mandala. Mm-hmm. And while they are creating this incredible mandala, they are reciting prayers and intentions. And, you know, the creation of this can last for months. Um, and so what they're actually doing is creating a vortex, uh, an energy vortex. Mm-hmm. And so the, the mandala is a vehicle for their prayers. And so it's going to be projecting them out into the universe so that the peace and the love and the, you know, the harmony that they are praying about actually becomes uh, manifest reality. So this is what we're wow, doing. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. This is exactly what we're doing with the stone grids. And, and it's, you, it's so much fun because you can really create whatever it is that you want. And um, I, I also do uh, a practice. Um, well, let me just finish with the grids, uh, and then I'll talk about the practice yeah. that I u- that I that I have using um, a form of grids. Um, so. By creating these stone grids, um, we we create something that is not only beautiful uh, to look at because that's that's the whole thing is that it has to be aesthetically pleasing um, because you're going to want to you're probably going to want to put it into a place where you can keep it for a little while. Um, and I say I, I tell my students at least overnight. If you can keep it overnight, not everyone has enough space in their in their living space to be able to do that. But if you can keep it overnight, that's good because you know it will have the effects at least for that amount of time. But if you can keep it longer, great. Um, and so you're you're going to create something beautiful that you're going to to be looking at every day and remembering. Oh yes, my intention, my prayers of you know whatever it is that you've been. Um, intending and praying about are going to be enhanced by the fact that you're looking at that and you're remembering it and you're you're giving it energy again you know mm-hmm. so so these grids are literally energy vortices that allow um, these thoughts and 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 affirmations to be spread into the the, the energetic world, intellectual unconscious. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yes. Wow, that's so beautiful. I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. And what were you going to say that you had a practice? Of? Yes. So I've, I've developed something. Um, I was trained for two years uh, in uh, family constellation work, um, which is a very very powerful type of energy work uh, using systems, the family system, or and which is just a field. We we live in fields. Our energy field is our own personal field. But anytime we get together with, uh, you know, two or more people, then we are creating another field. And so our family system is a field. Our the people we work with. There's a field that corresponds to to that to that reality. Um, our friends, um, the groups that we you know spend time with, whether it's you know doing sports or whatever our, our hobbies, we create these groups which have their own specific fields. So and and field system 
is pretty much, you know, it's interchangeable. Um, so working with the, the, the systems, um, I, I realized that we can have an effect when we, uh, create, um, what's when we make them tangible. So, uh, what I do is if someone has an issue that is, that they're not finding resolution around, I ask them to to represent the situation by picking stones and placing them on a surface that that we're looking at, mm-hmm. and they must represent themselves, uh, um, the situation that that they they're having trouble with, and one or more people that are part of the situation. And so when they do this, they they set up. They set up their grid, actually. It's a type of grid. And then I'm asking questions, and um, at some points, they're, they're going to be moving these stones around. They're going to be adding in stones when, you know, if, if I say, well, okay, well, what is going to bring about, bring about more harmony in this situation? This feels, this feels very rigid, for example, uh, and I just give, you know, my impressions of, of what I'm seeing. And then I suggest, okay, well, what kind of, what quality might help this situation? Like flexibility mm-hmm. or um, maybe a little bit of, um, what's the word? Um, I don't know, a, a quality that, that could be helpful in, in this particular situation. And so they, they, they take a stone that represents that quality and they add it in. And they create their own grid. Wow. And by the end, they are seeing a beautiful creation that is their own creation. Yeah. And they are feeling the effects of, and it's usually like a settling. It's like they usually feel like the energy is calming down. And, and so that tells me that, okay, well, they have found res- energetic resolution with that situation. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to be completely 100% changed. Yeah. However, uh, that is the first step towards resolution. And I guarantee you that it, it will not be the same as it has been up until then. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that something, sounds so yeah. powerful. It is. It really is. Yeah. And and it's something that I just kind of just kind of like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> and and it's fun. Yeah. It's really a lot of fun. Wow. That sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. You're I so appreciate welcome. it. One day we'll have to sit again on astrology because yeah. that's oh, also yes. another, you know, would be awesome. Yes, I would love that. And um if anyone wants to get a hold of you, mm-hmm. how can they get a hold of you? Websites or anything? Email? Yes. Uh, so my website um, is purehealinginsight.com. Uh, Pure Healing Insight is the, the name of my company. And um, uh, my email is purehealinginsight at gmail.com. And you can also call me or text me at uh, area code 302 507 6548. And I would be happy to hear from you and, um, and would love to, um, to, to follow up. Yeah, uh, I will include your information in Great. our show notes for everyone. Thank you. And so you can join Sarah for 
personal healing sessions or a group healing session or one of the trainings or one of the classes. Lots of things great. that you offer. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Thank you. So, and I hope to see everyone in the um, Crystal Grid class. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you're around, in, in any ways, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. I yes, love when you. we get to do this together. Again, like kind of raising the vibration of the collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's just so amazing. And there's people who listen to the podcast all over the world. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. A bunch of people in France, too. All right. So Bonjour, tout le monde. Très bien, merci. Well, Sarah, it's been lovely. And uh, it's an honor to sit with you. I appreciate your time. And I appreciate all that you're doing. And the knowledge that you're sharing with us. Thank Absolutely you. Absolutely my pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Life on Earth. You can help us by taking a few minutes to leave a rating and review on iTunes. For more inspiring content, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Search Life on Earth in iTunes or visit lifeonearth.podbean.com.